Now, this is so dramatic. I'm cutting all this out. <laughs> people who know, know, and the people who don't, don't yeah. need to know, you know? Like, no. I'm like, Dur. that is a great story. Thank you. I think That's it's a great story. I know. I know. It just and made then- my day. You are listening to The Jack Shit Show with Kelsey Henderson. Hi guys, how the hell are ya? Welcome back to Fridays. Okay, to be fair, I had this like episode ready to go for last week, um, but as I mentioned on the inst- on the old gram, on the insty, I was on vacation. Your girl got to go to Cuba for a week. It was lovely. Thank you for asking. I am tanned. I'm a little burnt. I was not as sun safe as I should have been. Nobody tell Lauren Bostick. <laughs> um, but that's okay. I'm old, I'm an old leather bag. I feel beautiful. God, vitamin D really fuck it up, you know? If you live somewhere gloomy, Vancouver Island, I'm talking to you. Vancouver, I'm talking to you. All my gloomy friends, please, for the love of Jesus, don't only drink your water today, but would you please go make a note in your phone right now, this week, I want you to go and get some vitamin D drops from your local health food store. I think, I, I listen, I know we're on the way out of it. We're, we're almost done winter. We're going to get into the longer days, sunshiny days, but for right now, do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor because you're probably a grump. Just go get some vitamin D drops. Mix that into your morning routine. Just do it. I got back from Cuba and we are sitting just over 500 followers on the Jack Shit Show Instagram, which is amazing. That's crazy. And it still sounds so small in comparison of like the numbers that we see on other people's pages or even on our own personal or whatever. But if you really think about that, 500 people are hopefully like going to start listening to this podcast. They'll see one that grabs them. They'll, they'll be moved over here. And every time that you share the podcast to, you know, your friends, whether that's on or offline, your family, whatever, you are actually influencing them to come and take a listen. I think that we all kind of forget that at the core of influencing and um, like before it became sort of, you know, a marketing space, influencing is just you and me saying, hey, I really like this thing. You should check it out. And I think that we all like forget that even now because you are an influencer, whether you have three followers or whether you have three, 3 million followers. So I think it's really important to remember what you're putting out on social media is just as important as what you're taking in. We've talked about this before. I'll never shut up about it. If you want some refreshers, you can go back to episode one, Tossing Rocks with Chelsea Smith. We talked about just like the way that social media was, um, you know, making us view ourselves, making us view our businesses, all that kind of stuff, because it really does. It's a highlight reel. It's a freaking highlight reel. You have to remember that influencers that you're following may not be the same people in person that they are in real life. Oftentimes they're actually not. And it's really important to remember that. And man, maybe it's time to weed them out. You know, might be time to weed them out. This is also no shade, no hate on influencers and content creators. Um, 
like I, as I said, I know a lot of them. I love a lot of them. It's just more the consciousness of knowing that online and offline can be two very different things. They can also be very much the same. Like if you meet today's guest, Kayla Gablehouse offline, she is exactly the same. Now, Kayla is not a quote unquote influencer herself, although yes, she is. Um, But she is a jewelry designer out of the Okanagan. She has worked along many influencers. If you no influencers follow influencers. I'll do some name drops here so you know. She's worked with Siv and Ayla, Sarah Nicole of The Bird's Papaya, Caitlin Bristow and McKenna Dorn, both of The Bachelorette. She's been in Vanity Fair. Like she's doing okay for herself over here. She's a baby business in terms of entrepreneurship in the long run, but like she's been around a minute. She's been watching this space grow and uh, her and I both as we know, a lot of influencers have um, some opinions on what that world kind of looks like. The world would be a very boring place if we didn't have content creators. You know what I'm saying? It would. So like I said, it's a love-hate relationship. We are having this conversation, um, looking at it from a lot of different angles, from a business owner's point of view, from a consumer point of view, and from an influencing point of view. Who do you want to be? on the internet. Like, sure, dress it up a little, but like at the core of it, let's try to remember that we should still be ourselves and still be good people. Um, You listen, you tell me what you think, and I'll see you at the end. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm just like living life through lockdowns, you know, like we're not in lockdown, but like same thing, restrictions. And it's just like, I'm so done with this, man. I am so done and yeah I just yeah I know. day by day hour by hour you know what else are you gonna do yeah the little are things you, yeah are you um doing lavender and grace full-time now yes I am yeah okay so let's rewind so yeah. now we're gonna pretend we I don't know you so now we're okay. <laughs> because I'm so excited to talk to you about this so do you want to introduce yourself Yes. Um, oh my gosh. I haven't done a podcast in so long, but so funny. Um, my name is Kayla and I, um, am the owner and designer of Lavender and Grace. So I started LNG in summer 2015. I was in my gap year, just graduated high school. Um, didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. Like all that stuff that you're processing as a fresh Mm -hmm. high school grad. And I just started making jewelry for fun. I, found that the price point I could afford at 18 was not the best quality. And so I started making, um, new versions of pieces that I owned and kind of like reworking, um, my mom's jewelry into something fun. And it just really grew from there. Like I found, I loved the creative outlet. Um, and yeah, just kind of rolled with it. I joined or I went to college, not thinking anything would come of LNG like most yeah. people when they start businesses. Which is and like was, when I met you was like when you yes. were like, I don't know, I'm just kind of rolling with it. I'm in college. And I was like, yes. oh my gosh. I think so. And like that, yeah, I just kind of, I'm grateful that I didn't have as much pressure on myself when I started it. Cause it, I really did enjoy the early days. I, mm-hmm. I still do. I enjoy it so much. 
I am so, so grateful, but yeah, I just didn't know where it would go. But now like no um, pressure you have employees. And stuff. <laughs> now I feel the pressure. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I have, like a mortgage and a team and yeah. <laughs> like legal stuff, Yeah, an account and a bookkeeper, like it's wild. But yeah, so started in 2015, did five years of um, college. And in my last kind of year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. I really put my head down was like, okay, let's make this work. Let's make this a job outside of college. When I graduate, all I wanted was to just be able to not have to look for a quote unquote big girl job as soon as I graduated. So yeah, I'm like, as long as I can just like have fun money, pay for my car, just okay. kind of the basics. And then COVID hit in my last two months of my degree So that obviously changed the entire world and everyone's trajectory, but it actually changed mine for the better. Mm. Um, Because as you know, online, like e-commerce businesses just scaled and took Mm. off. So that happened to Lavender and Grace. And here we're almost a year and a half, two years after COVID first hit. And I have a team of two to four rotating girls. I, like I said, I have accountant, a bookkeeper, um, and it's very legit and very intimidating. And <laughs> I love it so much. It's so crazy. It's, it's it been is. like very wild to watch your company. Really? Grow. Well, yeah, because like I met you when we were like, when it was still a smaller, like yes. thing. And now you're like, I was watching when you were like introducing the girls you were hiring, like on your Instagram and whatever. And I was like, what? <laughs> What's going on? I know. Like, I mean, we always knew you would get there, but it's just like wild. Thank you. I I think of it all the time. I try (laughs) so hard to be, we were just texting earlier. Like I'm very casual and genuine and um, like not, I don't know. It's hard being a leader now. I find myself like crossing probably the boundary and the lines often, but Mm -hmm. it's really cool being able to have a team and lead them how I want to lead a team, but it's totally. Totally. Well, and to be 25 and leading a team, I feel like it's yes. like really like, it's of course a hard thing. Like my little sister, she's, I'm, she's the same age. As you? Yeah. She's the same age as you. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, and my parents own a coffee shop. So she's the leader there. And she said yeah. the same thing. Like, it's really hard to like have that boundary of like, yeah, I'm your friend, but like, I'm your boss. It is like my right? one uh, team member is older than me. Yeah, and- of course it's like, it's never been an issue and I don't ever see it to be because she's just, we're on the same wavelength, but definitely there's moments where I'm like, okay, like this, if you weren't cool, this could be weird. Right. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. That's so funny. And you actually started a second business in COVID world just before yes. you. Yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah, I, I forgot about, oh yeah. Oh, my other business. <laughs> I am wild. I don't even know. Sometimes I look back at things I do like that. I do sleep. I love sleep. Believe it or not, I do sleep a lot. (laughs) Um, But there's, I definitely like most entrepreneurs go through like ebb and flows where I'm very Mm. creative and can get shit done. But I, in, I guess it was just before COVID again, I co-founded, it was supposed to be a in-person market that supported small businesses and then COVID hit. So we went virtual. Um, So it's been very touch and go like, obviously with the restrictions in BC, like changing all the time with gatherings. So we're kind of like half in person, half virtual. Um, But yeah, actually we have a meeting to kind of like touch base, Isabella and I, my co-founder and see what we want for Bliss for 2022. Cause Mm -hmm. 
yeah, we just kind of roll with the punch like month by month, what like Bonnie Henry allows us to do. So (laughs) yeah, God bless you, Bonnie. What are we doing this month? God bless Bon Bon. Bon bon. My mom calls her bon bon, so it's like more less I intimidating. Feel and like scary. you guys should have shirts that say "God bless Bon Bon." <laughs> we should. That's for so sure. funny. Oh That's so funny. Um, and with where did I want to go with that? I had a question, and it came in, and it will come back. I know it will. No worries. Um, right like me and you are just like whatever like it'll come back I'll like burst it out in the middle of a conversation in five That's minutes A-okay. I know it <laughs> um you didn't go to school for like anything like to do with the jewelry aspect of your company though right like you, what you Correct. went to school for business so can you talk yes. about that a little bit yeah for sure yeah so I actually my first year of college was arts I thought it I wanted to enter into the psych uh soci world um, which is so funny because I ended up graduating with a marketing degree. So it's kind of same thing, but different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my, I'm technically trained with business. Um, not that that matters whatsoever. <laughs> I am literally a walking example of like experience versus mm-hmm. education and they really don't matter. Like they're both the same. I'd say, I'd like to argue that experience is more valuable than technical education, Um, but not to ding anyone that does either. Um, and then yeah, for jewelry, I'm self-taught. So Mm. I just use the the good old internet. I trial and errored a ton. I basically had a two-year trial period where, um, I tried out different suppliers and techniques and, um, tools and materials. And I still am like always trying to learn and try new things. Um, but yeah, no, like technical jewelry training, which is kind of wild too. (laughs) It's crazy. And I think that too, it's like so interesting because I think that people forget that like you, me, them, everybody has the same access. Like we live in such a crazy wild world of the internet. Like you just have to put the work into like finding those things. Right. Like, I know. And And like, I forget that. Like, I completely agree. I get asked often, um, like through the alumni at OC and just mm-hmm. people reaching out through social, like always asking questions. And I love talking about this stuff, but I'm such a proponent of like, just start somewhere, just yeah. start Googling one thing mm-hmm. and just see where that rabbit hole leads you. Because yeah, I did not expect this career, um, trajectory for myself, but yeah, you just have to start Googling and you're the perfect example of that too. Like just starting something that you want to do yeah, and rolling with the punches. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's funny. I like, I, cause I, I'm, and I think that you're somewhat the same way, but like, I, even just in starting like this podcast, like I'm such a perfectionist I want everything so dialed in before I even like put it out and I'm like okay but like it'll grow and it'll get better and like everything will be fine but like the information is all there like even sometimes I'll be like how do I change this like setting on my mic or whatever and like it's just you just have to google it like that's all it is no totally and to your point of perfectionism I definitely relate to that too but I think that that is the difference between you and me and a lot of other kind of more intense perfectionists, let's call Mm -hmm. them, but you and I actually do it. We bring Mm -hmm. it to life. And I think that's an important quality in an entrepreneur, a creative kind of brain. Um, cause you can get really hung up on that. And I do too, till this day, like there's things where I don't feel comfortable launching them or releasing Mm -hmm. or talking about them, but you have to remember that people love seeing that side of things. Mm -hmm. And you share that too. Like you share the nitty gritty behind the scenes and you've shared you growing in this space and evolving Mm -hmm. your podcast business and everything that comes with that. And I think that's really cool. And people love seeing that. So 
Why yeah, not share think, it? Right. Like, cause I think it helps other people to be like, Oh, yes. like they're just like putting out, like they're just doing it. So we can yeah. do it. Right. Like just I think that's try really your best. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, your marketing degree, just to like full 180 yes. I, yeah, um, your marketing okay. degree has helped you so much. I mm-hmm. think like above anything else, do you feel like you learned a lot in that program? Like, would you suggest a marketing course or anything like that? Or do you feel like you've learned a lot more just being like growing up in sort of the age that we have and doing real life experience with it? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think about that quite often. Mm. Um, I actually was just interviewed by OC and they asked similar questions like that. So I've been giving it a lot of thought and I think my answer sways, but today Mm. I would say um, (laughs) today, today today I feel, (laughs) yeah, today I feel, um, I feel like the experience honestly is just like next to none. Obviously I'm so grateful for my technical education, but Mm. The, li- the world that we live in right now, you can't keep up with. And so mm-hmm. I remember being at school and learning stuff that I had implemented in my business six months to a year prior. Mm-hmm. And it was just coming down the pipeline of the curriculum. And so I just think that it's impossible to keep up. It's impossible for us to keep up as creators and people living in it day in, day out. Yeah. So I think that if I was to, like, I wouldn't change what I did for my, um, like path whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if I think if I was giving advice today, especially in the world that we're living, I would just say, focus on experience. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to get like kind of the technical marketing basics, I think that's great to know terms and kind of the professional aspect of marketing. But I really, don't think you need to do like a whole degree. And for me, I took five years. So (laughs) it was a good chunk of time. Like it definitely, I know five years in the grand scheme of things is not that long, but it's a long time in the short time. You're like, exactly. And it's a long time when you're in your late teens, early Mm twenties, and you are trying to grow something. Like there was a lot of points where I thought about pausing Mm -hmm. um, my degree. And I actually first did a diploma and then heavily considered pausing, but then Mm -hmm. I merged into the degree. So again, like I said, don't regret what what I did and the path that I chose, but I really think experience is so important nowadays Mm -hmm. and just trial and error. Like I said, yeah, I think that's super smart. And I actually, it's funny the way that you worded it, that like, it takes a while to come for it to come down the pipeline of the curriculum. I like, you don't even think about that. You're just like, Oh, like this is useless. But like, of course the back end of that is like, they have to write a curriculum for you to follow that. And everything changes so quickly. Like I had never even, I mean, I just don't think about things like that because I'm not in school or anything, No, like especially for like keeping up with social and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Of course you're going to want the real world stuff. Exactly. The social, you can't keep up even living it. So the technical terms are really cool to learn and Mm -hmm. like kind of the back end of the basis behind marketing of being a business owner or working for um, a business and Mm -hmm. being a marketing position. But yeah, I definitely think experience Mm -hmm. is key. I do too. And you, I, it's funny, like to hear you talk about it. And I just interviewed this week. um, Have you ever heard of Lux Dujor? It's like a, so familiar. Yeah, it's a consignment designer company. Like design, they do designer bags and they do bag rentals. Oh my god, and that's so cool, dude! You're gonna love her episode. It's so cool. She's a high school dropout and she started the company. And I she, love that. Yeah, oh, I love that story yeah. so much, dude. You're oh gonna love. It was so cool. But she said the same thing. She's like, I just like, I just didn't need it. Like I was like, yeah. I see gaps in the market of like yes. what I love and 
And that's, what's going to like propel this forward. Because I think yeah. that's like a really important thing. Like even you being like, I really liked this jewelry and I couldn't afford like anything, like, cause it's too yeah. expensive or like whatever. I wanted to create something that was nice at the price point that was lower. And same thing with yeah. her. She was like, I have designer bags. I'm not even using them. Like let's sell them. And like, it's, she's, she's so, so smart. smart. I yeah, can't wait to listen. So cool. So yeah. funny, the parallels between like, entrepreneurs who are doing well like it's so it's so interesting to like talk about I love it I'm obsessed I love talking about it and like everyone's story is so different and unique but they're like you said there's kind of common threads and common Mm. parallels to like just making it happen trial and Mm. error finding a gap yeah, totally. It's so cool. Okay. So just to circle back around to the marketing, because I want to talk to you about like, do you guys learn influencer marketing in school or is that more of a real life thing that you do? Um, to be honest, it's been a couple of years, but I feel like we were learning a little bit about influencer marketing towards the end of my degree. Um, well, and I also feel like it's kind of blown up over the last little bit. Like, exactly. So probably maybe they do now, you know, I'd be really interested to pick someone's brain. That's in one of my seasonal girls actually is an OC, um, business student as well. So I should pick her brain and ask her what they're learning now, but For me personally, influencer marketing was complete trial and error. It was just shooting the shot, seeing what sticks, figuring it out still to this day. Like I'm six years, almost seven years in business and which is so crazy. And I'm still (laughs) seven in June. That's crazy. Which is wild. But yeah, yeah, I'm still like, that's a very big can of worms for me. And Mm -hmm. I'm no pro and I feel like I have so much to learn, um, on both sides, the business side and the personal, like I try to view it every time as a consumer and what a consumer consumer wants to see from an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really big can of worms. It's very intimidating. And like you said, it's grown so much in the last so two years. Much. It's, it's quite wild to me, the whole yeah. thing. And yeah. so you've kind of got it. Like, a, I feel like you have a really unique perspective on it because you've watched it grow from like seven years ago. Yeah. Like, like that's like fresh babies into influencing and like that whole world. So can you talk about how you've kind of watched that grow a little bit over the last few years and like what kind of like impacts that makes on your trajectory or other people's? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So seven years ago, I think one of my first gifting experiences was someone local um, Mm -hmm. and she's a singer now, which is so wild. Was it Teeks? No, it was uh, Emily, (laughs) Emily Kruger. I don't know if you remember her. No, I don't know. It was, it was such like a random connection, but yeah, it definitely has gotten like more legit, more professional. Mm. I think I ended up shooting her a DM. We knew people, like mutual friends and she was like, yeah, for sure. And the ROI seven years ago was so much higher than it is now. And like, what's so, ROI just for people? Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Don't worry. Sorry, I'll stop you. You're like, oh shirt. yeah, ROI, da, da, da. Like, <laughs> no, that's so fair. I just, no, no, I'll stop so you. Don't worry. <laughs> Please do. It's return on investment. Okay. So, um, just like what you're putting in to whatever type of investment, it does not be marketing. Um, it can be like financial too, but what you get in return. So like what the experience, what it brings to the table for your business basically. Um, and yeah, it just was way easier to kind of throw gifting at influencers seven years ago and get a good return. So mm-hmm. whether that was sales or followers or just uh, brand awareness, brand mm-hmm. recognition now in 2022, I find it's very hard. It definitely 
like I love the influencer community, but there definitely is a lot of people that are in it for the wrong reasons, not to Mm -hmm. sound like the bachelor show, but I really do think that a lot of people don't realize that it's a business and a job and a career. And they kind of do it for a creative purpose at the beginning. And that's awesome. Like, I'm not saying people should pursue influencing, but I don't think a lot of people realize that it's a full-blown business. Yeah. Um, and so nowadays there's just a lot less people, um, acting on the deliverables, deliverables that you ask on. So they just don't post or they don't reply to your DM or email or the professionalism has really taken a turn. I've noticed in the last three years in the influencer content creator world, um, And not to put like a negative spin on it, but I just think that it's become so accessible because all you need is your phone. Yeah. You start and like a small business too, but obviously with a product-based or service-based business, it's a bit different than Mm -hmm. influencing and just creating content out of your own home or space or whatever. But um, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. I definitely think that there is less authenticity. Yeah. Um, I'm sounding so negative about it right now. Well, like no, I'm still obsessed I think, with it, but yeah, like I think it is one of those things where it works. We know it works it because works. it's blown up and we have everybody, you know, knows uh, well, and it, but it's also over so oversaturated, That's right? The thing. Like, so it's yeah. such a like love, hate, bittersweet relationship with influencers yeah, and the world, is. right? Like, yeah, totally. I'll like be scrolling on it, like, cause even I found, I was thinking about this this week was like, why are we like, I was scrolling and some of the stuff on my Instagram or my TikTok will be like, and this week in the Kardashian world. And I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, I don't care. Like that's entertaining, but like, I don't need the news update every day. Like, like, why are we making people so famous for doing such dumb stuff? Like, I I don't care that like Mason Disick posted a photo. Like it's (laughs) like, who? okay. Like why are, why do we care about this? And they talk about like, um, you know, like, oh, this week with this. And, and I think too, it used to be like just the big celebrities. So you didn't care as much when you were hearing about that stuff. It was like, oh, that's kind of entertaining. But now it's like everyone and their dog and you're like, okay, like great. Exactly. Yeah. Like everything, what's going on in the world. (laughs) Yeah. I think people like, obviously we are consuming so much as consumers and especially the last two years being at home more and being on our phones more. But I think that a lot of people, um, get kind of caught up in like this fantasy kind of, um, Mm -hmm. celebrity famous lifestyle. And they do really want that, but they're, like I said, in it for the wrong reasons. And they're trying to translate that into an influencer kind of job or community. Mm -hmm. And then that's not, there's no ROI, like I said, for a brand, like me throwing jewelry at someone like I've, I have in the past and just seeing if it sticks or not. Yeah. It's so tricky because there's no recipe. There's no betting system. Like obviously our team reaches out to influencers and asks for insights and analytics and all that technical stuff that you can do to vet an influencer content creator, but there's no recipe. Like just because they were having a great day doesn't mean that like when they post about your brand, they might not have the same insights or interaction. And like Instagram could go, it could turn around and just die tomorrow. That for me is like my biggest thing. Like influencers that don't have, this is a whole tangent I'm going to get into. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Influencers that don't have multiple like revenue or income streams. Yeah blow my mind like when they're putting all their eggs in the Instagram basket I think that is the stupidest thing you could ever do yeah um and so 
as someone who has a physical product-based business, um, I just, it, it makes me want to like shake them. Like it yeah. gives me a headache. What are you doing? Like, Instagram could die tomorrow yeah. and we would be fine. We have our email list. We have like mm-hmm. a physical community here in Kelowna that we could lean into. But if you're fully a social media influencer and, and you make your money based off of Instagram stories or grid posts or whatever. Yeah. So oh anyway, we, we have to expand. We need, expand. Uh, yeah, it just like makes me shake, want to shake them. So, um, I, yeah, I have a definite love hate relationship. Yeah, totally. Well, and how can you not, right? Like, you're like, I just need you to be smarter about this. Totally. I right? know. Yeah. I know. And you, you do have, I think that you've done influencer marketing really well. I think that it's well, like grown your business. Not that you haven't yes. done it on your own, but I think that that's been a big push for you in growing your business. Yeah. Um, what is something that you look for? Like, when you are looking for an influencer to, to partner with? Yeah. So I kind of have, uh, made it into like a small list of three main things that I look for. Um, how they interact with us says a lot, Mm -hmm. like if if they have quick replies, if they're professional, like genuine, that means the world to me. Um, Mm -hmm. just being a good human being, you could create amazing content and be a shit human being. Yes. And I don't care. Like, you know, what's funny is I think that us living in Kelowna, I feel like really, like really drove that home because I find that all the time too. Like I'll be like, even for me, like scrolling, I'll be like, yeah, but I feel like you might be shitty. Like, yeah. Or like, like and if they're like half, so we know if they're shitty. Yes. Like a hundred percent. Cause I think that like, there are some girls that I'm not going to draw. I'm more drop names. <laughs> yeah, but, like, no, there are some girls that like look the opposite. that look like they're going to be so nice. Da, 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 and they are the yeah. worst, the fucking worst. I hate, like, I'm like, so that made me yes. like living in Kelowna around like if anyone has ever been to Kelowna or hasn't been to Kelowna, like, you know, it's, it's influencer heaven. Like it's, I don't it know what it is about that town. Like, it's so funny. I know. I think cause everyone, like, it's a very California vibe in Kelowna. Totally. And I think everyone likes to pretend that they live in LA yeah. or California <laughs> and Kelowna. Everyone's but like, yeah. look at me at this winery today. But yeah, so I feel like we know, like it's, that really changed my perspective on the whole influencing world at as a whole, like even I'll like see people come up and everyone's like praising them in the comments or whatever. I'm like, I don't know you in person. So I don't like, I need to know who you are. Yeah. Like, are you good or bad? No, I completely agree. And I honestly, to describe influencer marketing from an outsider, like if someone who didn't get it or maybe an older mm-hmm. generation, I would describe it as Kelowna. Yes. Like it's a very good glimpse of the whole industry. Yes. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like there's just so much um disingenuine vibes and cattiness mm-hmm. and unprofessionalism. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like our main thing that yeah, we I look like for. That. I think that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty simple, but I think yeah. it gets lost in translation. Totally. You, you can see this beautiful content that someone's created. I want that for my brand or my business, get their following, all that stuff. And then you interact with them and you're like, oh, I'm getting really weird vibes. Like, yes. This is a yes. no for me. Yes, totally. Um, yeah. But, and that would be another thing that I just mentioned. It doesn't matter what follower count you have for us as a brand. I know that some brands still are kind of stuck in that. Mm. Um, I don't want to call it older mindset because social media is not old by any means, <laughs> but I definitely think a new mindset is like thinking about that and being mm. aware of that as 
someone in this space, whether you're an influencer or or a brand, Mm -hmm. um, the number doesn't count. Like you could have a thousand or a million and someone with a thousand could have better ROI than someone with a million. So yeah, that's something that Caitlin Dickey talks about a lot. Like we've had her, I've had her on before and she's awesome. I know she's great. And she is, she's built such a genuine following. Like she removes the bots off of her. Like anytime someone random adds her, she like removes them. So she has a smaller following than a lot of other quote-unquote influencers but she hers are all like literally there for her she's got like some of the highest numbers yeah she has a loyal loyal community we actually just did um a collaboration with her in the fall yeah it was so amazing to work with her for the first time but that was something that I felt passionate with her and why we wanted to have her on our um, campaign that was called the local love campaign because it didn't matter following for us. Like we Mm -hmm. had people that had physical businesses, service-based businesses. And then Caitlin was like our dedicated quote unquote influencer content Mm -hmm. creator in that collaboration. And the ROI was amazing with all six of the women. Like, yeah, well, you picked, you picked some really good ones. Thank you. Yeah. We put a lot of effort into that. That was something yeah. we were really passionate about because, you know, Kelowna community is so small, but it tiny, does mean tiny. the world. Mm-hmm. Like it, the, the support means absolute world. So we really wanted to do something with six Kelowna women in business, yeah, which was great. You guys did a really, really fantastic Thank job you. with that. Yeah, it was Thank good. You. Okay. And then what's your third thing? I guess I could say just content creation. Yeah. <laughs> I guess probably the first two are more important than the third. Um, yeah. Maybe I just added that third one in on a whim. But yeah, like obviously if you create amazing content, that is important. But mm-hmm. the first two things, um, being nice and follower count is definitely the priority over the content creation. So yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's a great answer to be yeah. honest. <laughs> well, and I think it is yeah. funny because like what, like, we, you and I both know a lot of influencers. You work alongside a lot of influencers. Do you find that that, like that little tiny bit of like limelight and fame? And I don't mean that in a super, like, it sounds so much gruffer and more derogatory than I mean it to be, but like, you're not an A-list celebrity walking down red carpets, but you have recognition from the internet and Mm -hmm. from content creation. How do you think that like affects people and like, do you think it affects people? Do you think that affects them more? Or do you think people are already like that? And then if they, if they're a good person, they continue to be a good person. Do you think it switches them over? Do you think some of those people have already been like kind of nasty and then they are putting yeah. on a little bit of a facade for the internet? That's a really great question. I, I think in my bones, you're that from the beginning. I think totally. Whether or not you start an Instagram account, I think you're going to, your, your true colors will shine through no matter mm-hmm. how much you try to kind of like shove them and have a certain um, look on social. So I think if you're that type of person, it's, it's just always been that way and it's mm-hmm. going to come out disingenuine. And I think to kind of the point that we were talking about, like off air, I think that this is going to catch up with a lot of women, I do too. not necessarily women, but everyone in this space, I think it will catch up one day. I think community is going to realize that they're not genuine and kind and in it for the right reasons. And mm-hmm. so that gives me like a lot of hope. <laughs> yeah. It does. It's literally so dramatic, but I don't think that's dramatic at all because it's that that's the thing. (sighs) And I mean, we talk a lot on this podcast about how like 
how fake social media is. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. I, if I didn't want to like grow a business, mm-hmm. like grow mm-hmm. this podcast kind of thing, like I I'm would the same. throw my phone in the trash. And like, even yeah. on my own personal Instagram, like uh, to me, I use that more of like a timeline and a journal. Like yes. I'll be like, Oh, what year was that? And I'll scroll back and find it to me. It's not like a look how hot I am. Look yeah. how cool I am. Like any of that stuff. I agree. Um, and I so know. I, so I just like, we talk about a lot how social media is just ruining and fake and it's just awful. And I, but yeah. I do think, and I, and if you're, you disagree with me, let me know. Cause I would love to hear your opinion on it. But I do think that over like the last couple of years in this pandemic, people have started to recognize that more. Yes. I think it's been really interesting to watch people's like opinions of like what's real versus not kind of come into play because while we're in lockdown and there's like a global pandemic and we're very aware of like everything that's happening in the Mm -hmm. real world Mm -hmm. you're kind of brought offline a little bit even though we've had our heads down in social media like a buttload I almost feel like we're over brimming now and you're and it's about to overflow where it's like I don't like this anymore Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I felt like we were coming up to like, this sounds really deep, but I felt like as a society, we were coming to that point. And Mm -hmm. then I think COVID was kind of that overflow Mm -hmm. and start of that emotions and people just really like having conversations with themselves and people close to them um, about stuff that means the world to them. And this Mm. is one of them that it's very impactful and means a lot to a lot of people, but yeah, you kind of have to like draw the line in the sand. Like, do you want social? Like I, I relate to how you said I use social as like creative outlet and a journal and growing my business. Me too. I'm like, my God, if I ghost on either account, personal or brand for a few days, I literally do not care. Obviously sales are probably slower in that time. So it's not ideal, but I don't, I've gotten to a point where I feel really comfortable with how I show up on social, whatever page it is. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are getting to that realization. We are craving the authenticity. We are searching for the businesses that we support 100%, whether it's you believe in what the business owner is doing, how they show up, how they partner with people and other brands. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what I strive not to turn it towards me, but that's really what we do strive um, at Lavender and Grace is to like, try to showcase. Yes, we've, in, we've partnered with influencer A, B, and C. A and C were not a great partnership, but like, here's what, here's what went wrong. Mm -hmm. We're going to change and we're going to be honest and transparent as we change Mm -hmm. and evolve for our next partnership. Like, right. But I think that that's why, but I think that that's why your business does well, because I think there's a couple aspects in your growth as it's like, you're still such a baby company and you're doing well. You have a team like that's, you are like, you're (laughs) uh, I know I love it though, but like you have employees and you are doing well. And like, I think a big part of that is that you've always been very genuine on all social media. Like if you listen to Kayla, see Kayla in person and, and are on her socials, it's all like, you're consistently the same person. And I think that, well, you are though. And I think that that's so important because like we said, you don't want to see somebody on social and then you go to meet them and you're like, that was not what I, it's like meeting your celebrity crush, right? You're like, I can't deal with this. And I think that that's like so wildly important. And I think that another thing is like, 
admitting where you've quote unquote failed or made a mistake yeah. and working yeah. and like continuously working through that, admitting those mistakes, sharing those mistakes so that other people can learn from them. Like, I think that all just like bundles into being a really successful company and person because it'll yeah. just like propel you forward. Right. Like people can see the gen, 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 genuineness, genuineness. I know. What's I always struggle with genuinity. I want to say genuinity, but I don't think it is. I don't think that's a word. Genuine. Genuineness. I don't know, Genuine, but I, mean, I know exactly what you, you know mean. What I'm saying. Yeah, no, yeah. I completely agree. And I think business or not influence or not, I think that's going to come out. I think that's totally. going to rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It's going to stand out. And yeah, I really think that a lot of people are going to be weeded out in the next few years because as a consumer, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't want them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good so without, <laughs> no, but it's true. And I think that, yeah. like, I think that can be said the same of like online versus off, right? Like yeah. it's that whole yeah. thing. I just like, because you post hot pictures, like, okay, you're an influencer now, but then people are going to start being like, okay, but you're mean. Like, yeah. Literally. Know? Like, we're like, you have family money and just say that that's my also like big beef with the influencer world a lot of people early on got into influencing because they came for money right um and now there's like obviously so much more accessibility um to like you don't need money to start an influencing business but a lot of people just don't admit that that they or even starting a physical business like I would proudly admit if I had financial help to start LNG, I didn't, but mm-hmm. I think that there should be honesty in that too. Like mm-hmm. your financial situation, finance is a whole kind of worms too that I get really, <laughs> totally really well, into. <laughs> well, and I think that that's like, that's the whole, like you're putting on this. And I think maybe, maybe that ties in perfectly to how people are going to get weeded out because if you're like running around pretending that you like that fake <laughs> Uh, the fake private private plane setup like that they have yeah, in LA or whatever like the heck that, that is. I know. Like that kind of stuff where you're like, social media is so fake. Like, why don't yeah. you just show what you're doing? Because I think that people are going to gravitate more towards like the fact that you and me are in pajamas right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On a call. Like, yeah. you know, then we're all human. Yeah. Like, and I think people really want to see that more over the last couple of years, which I think yes. is kind of I love it the world is healing it gets me excited yeah so the world is healing and I think (laughs) this industry that we are in whether we like it or not I think is going towards like a really good movement and it excites me yeah good I think so too I think it'll be I think it'll be yeah I think over the next couple years there's going to be a lot of change which is yeah super exciting we're going to be having a conversation in a couple years and it's going to be wild to look back on I know how it was currently 100 we're going to save this episode and then we're going to come back in 2024 and redo it and see where we're at while I'm still (laughs) running a podcast (laughs) yes you are It's a, it's like genuinely shocking to me that I've made it this far in doing a podcast. I'm I, like, how are people listening to me? Like, what's going okay, well, on? Well, we're not shocked. I know that you might be shocked, but we're I'm not shocked. shocked. No, because it's like a natural, it's a natural thing for you. I'm so freaking proud. Like, this is awesome. Thanks. I'm so glad that you could come on this morning. I'm like, stoked. I know. I know. Be, I was like, I was like, as I texted you, I was walking in the park and I was like, what was somebody talking about? Oh, somebody was talking about like, because you and me were going to do, I, so people who don't know, I used to have a company in, uh, what do you even call it a company? A little brand in 
the Okanagan called yeah. the Okanagan Pet Project. And it was all about dogs and behavior. Which and like, I love now because now I have a dog and when I know had it, I didn't. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. I'm going to have to send you all the old stuff. But yeah, so Kayla and I were going to do like we had a couple projects that we were like working on. And then I abruptly moved. <laughs> It's okay. it doing, but that that business like in itself like was doing so well like but that's again like um, a gap that was in that yes. market that I yes. was like okay we got to fix this like and so I think that that's like such a big takeaway for people is like yeah. if you know of something if you're really like into something if you're really passionate about something jewelry designer handbags dogs like there yeah, is a gap anything. in markets if you see it like go and work on it because it'll go real well I completely agree. And if you do find that gap and it's something you're passionate about, like you said, whether it's designer handbags, jewelry, or dogs, that passion shines through. Mm-hmm. Like who I, I would call you crazy if like 10 years ago, you would have said you own a jewelry business, but mm-hmm. I've always had a love for fashion and um, beautiful things and had a creative outlet. And so it does make sense totally. and the passion comes through. So yep. I absolutely like I'm, I'm shocked but not shocked like I'm very grateful for this yeah. wild ride but it makes sense like I can go to bed totally. at night being like okay what I'm doing makes sense yes <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah I think and I think that's so so great so so great so yeah now we got to do a new project I don't know what's gonna we be do yet. I don't know what's gonna be yet but Jack and LNG anytime we'll figure something good out Jack I, and LNG would be bomb Dude, wouldn't that be fun? I just have to figure so out what good. we're gonna do. I like Let's to- create a pin pin board and then we can go from okay, there. Okay, I'm working. <laughs> I'm gonna start working on it immediately after we get off this call. Let's I do it. Wait. <laughs> I um, can't thank wait. Thank you so much for doing this with me. This oh is such gosh, a good conversation. I'm thank so you for excited having to put me. it out. No, I'm so proud of you. It's been so cool. I can't wait to see where the next thank seven you. years take you. I know me too. Likewise. Like I'm so <laughs> grateful that our paths have like intertwined and come back and just kind of followed their natural rhythm and I'm so proud of you too oh thanks <laughs> yeah this is gonna be I, I'm stoked we got big things and we're gonna weed yeah. out we're gonna weed out the bad we're ones. gonna weed out the weird juju get yeah. the juju away no the no juju. no oh my gosh I love it thank you so much <laughs> I love it so that is our take on the big wide world web and uh, how people present themselves on it, how you can hopefully present yourself in an authentic manner and uh, just continue to be like, listen, we're cleaning up our corners. We talk about this often, often I'm saying, let's keep our corners clean. It'll make the world a better place. And part of the social media space being cleaned up is you and me putting out only the good stuff, only the good vibes, and maybe doing a little a little rinse of um, the information that we're taking in. Maybe getting rid of some of the stuff that's not making you feel so good. I'm going to tell you something that my mom always used to tell me and my three sisters growing up when we had like celebrity crushes, when we were like, ooh, do you think that Nick Carter would be my husband. She used to tell us, and I quote, that every celebrity is still a human being. They still wake up and have a morning poop. Now, I'm sorry. I didn't intend for this to turn into a poop podcast, and it's not going to. However, tell me that's not the truest thing you've ever heard in your life. 
The Kardashians still have toilets in their household. You know, just let's bring it all back down to earth. And hopefully what Kayla and I were saying of everything kind of starting to write itself in this space and you seeking out the most authentic people is the direction that everything is headed. Anyways, make sure that you check out Lavender and Grace because we do, we are, we will be coming out with something cool. And she's got so much rad stuff on there already. She's a great person and business to support. I'm sending you her way. Go look. You'll love. Until next week, remember that the internet is fake. Go drink your water. If you're a rain cloud, please, if you're living under a rain cloud, go to your natural health food store, ask them for some vitamin D drops, just put it on the list, it's on your list. Remember that none of us know jack shit, and I fucking love you. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, but hey, you're still here, you little influencer. Can you go influence your friends to um, come hang out with us? Because as much as we have love-hate with the internet, works like a charm. And listen, if you influence them to come to me, I can influence them. I can make money. I can quit my job and run a dog rescue. You know the drill. You know I love you. Goodbye. I'm literally never saying the word influence again. I fucking hate it. (laughs)